0: Is the technology show where we translate geek into regular speak? And I am one day late this week. Well, I finally got it to rhyme nicely. So, hi, I'm your host, Brett Levy. And for those of you that are a bit confused, maybe got a notification to say that uh, I'm now live. Um, yes, it is Thursday today. It's not Wednesday. Um, well, technically, it is still Wednesday in the United States. So, for them, it's Wednesday. Um, but I actually got myself truly and uh, helplessly uh, sidetracked because of Amazon Prime Day. Um, I went down a rabbit hole of great deals and great offers and that. So I thought I'd prepared the show. I'm going to do the show. Um, and I'm going to just do it on Thursday and see what happens. So, uh, yeah, bear with me. Um, it's, as I said, one day late, but better late than never, as they always say. So, in things with AZ. And I have to just pause for a second, I don't know if you noticed, if you are watching the show as opposed to just listening to it, um, SME TV, our sponsors or broadcast partners um, have changed the logo. So I don't have a little blue logo down at the bottom, we've now got a red one, and there's actually a multi-colored one as well, but it clashed with some of my slides, so I just went with the red. So uh, yep, so, new logo, same show, and off we go with things with a Z. So I mentioned that I got distracted by Amazon Prime Day. Now, there's a whole story to that. My TV is actually, well, one of my TVs is actually broken. Um, I can't get aerial signal through it anymore. Um, it's just not doing anything. And the only way I can watch something is if I use my Apple TV or my Google TV. Now, my Google TV is in another room, in a guest room, and it's being used on that TV. My Apple TV is downstairs on my main TV. So, my bedroom TV is now just a really big piece of glass that turns pink and green every now and then. Um, Done a bit of research, checked the HDMI cables, all all the things that that Google tells me to do, it's not fixing. But if you tolerate every now and then it just kind of crashing or going all the pink or green, then as I said, I can use a streaming device. So, I dug out my Amazon Fire TV, which if you're watching, you can see a little picture. But like Google TV, it's a dongle that plugs in um, and has a remote. And I thought, well, let me see if this works on the TV. Now, it's quite interesting. So the answer is, yes, it does work. But here's something that was quite interesting. And I've had actually reviewed or discussed this before when it comes to charges, that not all charges are equal. And this was case in point. I had a USB-C cable that was, uh, sorry, USB micro cable that was already connected in the room where the TV is. So I thought, well, I'll just plug it into the Fire TV and we'll be good to go. And what happened was it just booted up. If you have a Fire TV, you'll know that sound I'm talking about. And then it kind of petered out again. Um, it, It kind of went into a loop. That's, you know, so... I was like wondering, well, I don't know if I have done something wrong. Uh, maybe it is, you know, the TV is like really on the end of its, its, its legs now. Um, and then I realized that I might not be powering it on proper power. So I actually took the Amazon TV, Fire TV charger that it comes with, and I plugged it into the cable, and I plugged it in, into separate dedicated power, and it is working. So, just a lesson, you know, before you go throwing away cables or throwing away devices, make sure you're using the factory supplied um, charger. Now, this is an interesting discussion, right, because the EU has now decided that USB-C is the only format, and we spoke about this with the iPhone, and what they're going to do with regards to their phones in that market, because they won't be able to use their lightning port. So, um, bear that in mind, that not all cables are created equal, and... Actually, you still have to read the device that even if it says USB-C, it might require more power than just the five volt or five watt rather that that comes on on some of the standard um, little chargers, because I think this was actually a nine watt. So, yeah, um, Fire TV to the rescue. Um, I must say it's been a while since I've used the Fire TV, and after using Google TV now, I can see that there's quite a a similar interface. I'm not sure who copied who, um, but the navigation was quite similar. Um, A lot of apps on there that I didn't, I haven't seen before, like especially on the entertainment side of things, on the TV side of things. So if you're in the market for um, a streaming device, um, the only one I haven't got and actually haven't reviewed is Roku. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong or bad with Roku. I've just never played with it and don't have one in the mix of my toy box. Um, I still think though that my ranking would still be Apple TV first, then my Google TV, and then the Fire TV. Um, And that's just because, you know, a lot of my home automation is also Google. Yes, I am an Apple user, and an Apple fanboy, but I have spoken about it many times that my house and my business runs on Google. Um, So yeah, Apple Fire TV, uh, great, uh, probably the cheapest actually, of the devices and again, it was Amazon Prime Day for the last two days. For those of you that are listening live in America, you have still got time, time, I think it's like 20 bucks to pick one up um, online at at Amazon Prime. So yeah, uh, sorry for everyone else in Australia, it's too late for you. But um, if you're in the States or you're using my shopping and having it delivered, you can pick one up in the States and have it sent over. Postage would probably cost you more than it's worth, um, so just pay the normal price. But the one thing I do want to point out, there are different types of Apple TVs, uh, sorry, uh, Fire TVs. You have the light, you have the normal Fire TV, for, and then you have the 4K, and they're obviously different prices. Now the light, I think, has voice control, but the buttons um, on the remote, there's a lot less buttons, and you don't have the dedicated Netflix and Prime Video, Um, and then there's the normal one, the one that I've got on the picture on the screen, which is the one I have, which has the dedicated channel buttons as well, um, and the Alexa voice, and it works really well, Um, and then there's the 4K, which is the same as this one, but obviously for 4K content. So, that is things with AZ, and on to tech news. So OpenSea, we now, so I talk about NFTs and NFT marketplaces, but equally I talk about scams and being hacked and all these good things. Unfortunately, it's OpenSea's turn. Um, It's a very popular NFT marketplace. If you didn't know what they do, this is where you would buy or trade um, NFTs. And they've issued a warning that 1.8 million of their users' emails may have been compromised. Now, when someone said may have been compromised, you have been compromised it's generally what it is no one's going to go out there and fly a red flag when they think you've been compromised um so if you do trade in nfts and or if you do use OpenSea this might be the time that you want to go and set up two-factor authentication if you haven't already done so and or maybe just have a look at your credentials if need be even change your email address that you use on your OpenSea account This just a warning um yeah I don't have an OpenSea account, so I'm not too perturbed. Uh, Famous friend, Mr. Musk. So Elon has apparently, or is, not apparently, he has reneged on his Twitter deal. I kind of did say this was going to happen when they first announced the Twitter deal. I don't know where the $44 billion valuation comes from. I don't think too many people know where the $44 billion valuation comes from. Um, And I think that when Elon woke up the next day and cleared whatever things he'd used to celebrate the night before for the deal. I don't think Elon realized where the $44 billion valuation comes from either. So he's been spending the last few months trying to get out of this deal and hiding behind bots and a number of fake accounts and all the things that he would use um, to try to get out of the deal. And it looks like they're both legaled up. Um, Twitter's going to make sure that he does pay and all there's some form of compensation. And uh, Elon's going to try and, if anything, if he is going to have to go through with this deal, he's definitely trying to renegotiate the price. Uh, I can say that the shares have gone down, I think it was, what, 30% of, uh, uh, based on all of this. Um, So, yeah, more doom and gloom in the stock market if you're playing there. But let's see how this plays out. It's becoming a little bit of a, you know, this might become a reality TV show out there. Uh, Apple lockdown mode. So, we spoke about, OpenSea being hacked and uh, two-factor authentication, Apple Lockdown Mode is kind of like that. It's that little cyanide pill that, you know, assassins carry with them when they've been caught and they're going to be in questioned and they now take this pill and then that's said it. it's obviously tickets. This is the most serious of the Lockdown Modes that you can get on a phone. So what is it basically if you think that you've been targeted or cyber attacked or hacked, you activate Apple, Apple lockdown mode, and your phone kind of becomes just one up from a brick, basically, you can make phone calls, None of your apps are going to work properly. Um, everything's just going to, yeah, it's just going to kind of stop working. So the question is, why would you use it? Well, in my opinion, you wouldn't, and you shouldn't. Um, well, it's only my opinion, there's a lot of security experts out there that feel that it might actually be more trouble than it's worth. Because once you activate it, and everything stops working on your phone. Um, the hoops you're going to have to try and jump through to undo it are going to probably be more painful than whatever was hacked on your phone. And remember, Apple iPhones generally don't get hacked, and they're not really spyware and um, you know, malware. Um, well, spyware, malware, sorry, aren't really successfully implemented or executed on those devices. So it goes back to the rule of thumb don't go do anything on dodgy sites. Don't go, well don't go visit dodgy sites. Have a dedicated device for your dodgy sites um, and a dedicated network. Use a 4G connection with a little dongle. Use a computer or phone if that's your preference. Um, And do what you need to do on the dodginessful sites of the world to your heart's content. But don't do it on your main device. It's just going to cause problems for you. Uh, It'll be interesting to see how this plays the main reason with Apple lockdown device or lockdown mode was basically on in response to the fact that there's I think it's an Israeli company um, that has now successfully penetrated um, Apple iPhones for the FBI and other um, uh, bodies or intelligent agencies. So this is Apple's way of basically trying to make sure that the phone is really not um, penetrable. So there's that. So um, yeah, what else we got? um okay so speaking of security um and the fbi they've warned people that they've warned now that people are using deepfakes to apply for work from home jobs so when i first read this article i was like oh that's quite interesting if you're watching the show you'll see up on the screen i've got a real guy and a deepfake uh, tom cruise guy uh and if you look at the picture it's really good i mean this guy's good like he's the deepfakes work really well so why is this happening? Well, with us working from home for the last two years, um, your interview has been via Zoom or Teams or WebEx or whichever it is. So the ability to create a deep deepfake um, and even one step further, an AI deepfake, um, is happening. People are now applying for jobs where you know they can just be interviewed or apply online and maybe put pictures online and so on, um, and then you know using that to get work and then. From there they're not inside the company and once they're inside the company well they can do all kinds of things so you know corporate id databases um things that like, uh, get personal information email addresses ask openc these can obviously all be stolen and hacked so just be careful um some of the telltale signs that you you you're interviewing a deep fake would be like the voice spoof doesn't quite work like the audio sometimes doesn't sync um with the voice when you're asking questions um and then if someone's if, if there's a, a sneeze um or a cough it's not always reflected in the visuals right so if the person speaking with the visual that you're seeing is different and they sneeze and you don't see the face sneezing chances are it's probably a deep fake now this next story freaks me out a little bit why is it on the technology show well i don't know um maybe it's just because it came across my tech networks, or uses technology to create it. But the Swedish company has offered a plant-based burger, I'm going to stress the word plant-based burger, that tastes like human meat. Okay, let's just stop there for a second, right? And again, I'm still not sure why I have this on here. Um, now, my first question, so the company is called Oumph, OUMPH, and they did this during Halloween last year as a campaign that they were going to put this human meat tasting burger. And if you are watching the show, you see the guy's got his black gloves, and he's got what looks like oozing juices, and they're coming out of it. Um, But my question here is, how do we know what human meat tastes like? Like, that's just the question, right? And I mean, I think I probably put the story up here because of the deep fakes. And I was like, well, that's a deep fake, and Here's a fake about human meat. It is fake they're not cooking up people for you to eat. It is plant-based. I'm going to say that again, it's plant-based. It went viral. It smashed so many different um, Reddit channels and that as well. Um, But yeah, you know, why? That's just the question. Anyway, I think that's enough of tech news. And let's move on to some fun things. So, are you game? So, probably another reason why I got distracted this week besides blaming Apple, I mean, Amazon Prime Day was this game. So, I played Samarist 3. Now, this is not the first game that I featured by Amanita Design, which is the studio that did this. Um, About a month ago, I featured Creeks, which I'm actually still playing as well. So, I said I'd still be playing it. I am still playing it. Um, But Samarist 1 and 2 were very good games. They were intriguing games. Summerist 3 is just, it's just beautiful. It is an absolutely... Beautifully designed game. Uh, if you wait, if you're looking at the if you're watching the show, you'll see I put some screenshots up. You're this little like alien dude with it, looks like he's wearing almost sleepwear. There are no instructions, so you literally in a building and you arrive and you've just got to figure everything out, zooming in, um, rotating, finding one guy to get something from him. So if you actually if you're watching, I'll give you a little bit of a hint. There's a picture of a guy in the one scene where he's holding like a mushroom. He's got a little baskety thing on his backpack. He's quite important. I'll just put it out there. It took me a while to figure him out. Uh, definitely a game that you want to wear a headset with. The the sounds and the music and the ambience and the background is just amazing. Now, Summer's Three is actually free on Apple Arcade. I don't know if this is for a temporary period of time. Um, you have to pay for it on Android. You can buy it on iPhone as well, I think it's about 6 or $7 uh, Australian, um, and then you can get it on Steam as well, so there's a PC version, I don't know what that costs, uh, but I mean, for me, as you know, I, view, I, I review a lot of my games of Apple Arcade, uh, being a mobile gamer, um, but if you have got Apple Arcade, this is definitely one of the games to download and get. And I don't actually know how that works. As long as your subscription's in play and you've already downloaded it, if they take it off Apple Arcade, I don't know if it disappears. Um, it's a very good question. I should find that out. Um, but absolutely beautiful game. Uh, I'm hooked. As I said, I found myself playing with it instead of doing other things. It's one of those games that's actually very easy to distract. However, that being said, because of the soundtrack behind it, um, you might actually want to put dedicated time aside. Take an hour put your headset on, immerse yourself into this little world. Um, it's actually quite a big world. This is going to be one of those games that's going to take me a long time to finish. Um, because as I said, you've got to, you've got to figure stuff out there is auto saves. Just remember to keep saving your game, you'll see there's a little star icon when you hit it, it opens like all these empty slots, and that's where you you save your game. Just tap on the empty slots and it will save your progress and believe me, you want to do that because if you don't, and you figure figured out all these steps that you have to go through, um, and you have to do it all over again. And that's a lot of time wasted. So yeah, Summerist 3, um, it has been version 1 and 2. I don't think you need to play 1 and 2. Um, this is kind of like if 1 was 1D, this is 3D. You know what I mean? And they've added a couple of things to it. You don't need to play 1 and 2 to, to take the benefit of, um, or, or sorry, to be able to play 3. So, yeah, Summers 3, um, definitely worthy of you of, uh, Game, and that will then bring us to Q&A. So, uh, what have we got, Channel kind of questions? Um, oh, I actually remember reading this, and uh, definitely an easy one. So, the question was, how to play Apple Music across multiple Google speakers? And the reason I remember reading it was, like, people actually talking about Apple Music across Google speakers, and I always like finding ways where these two ecosystems do work. So it's actually really, really simple. First of all, let's start with the Google speaker. So whether you've got the mini or the big Nest speaker or or a combination of both, or even the display, um, you have to have the Google Home app. It just doesn't work otherwise. I shouldn't be telling you this. If you didn't know that, then I'm clearly going to think that your speakers don't work at home. So what you do is, first of all, Ask Google to play a song or whatever it is on one of the speakers, wherever you are in the room, okay, whichever room you're in. So get the song going first and go, oh, this is awesome. Maybe the whole house should benefit from it. Right. Then you open the Google Home app and you tap media. So media is along the top of it. There's media, there's broadcast, there's settings. I'm sitting here guessing when I could just actually open the Google Media Home and have a look. Yeah, so it's media broadcast, the cameras, if you've got cameras set up at settings, so they're all on the top of the app. So open, tap media, and then you'll find the controller for the content that's playing. And then once you've done that, you can actually tap the speakers in the, all your speakers that are ready to be paired or ready to be shared. So I've got four speakers or four display and or speaker combinations throughout the house. And you just tap the dots and voila, perfectly synced, perfectly timed. Um, And your Apple Music is now playing across multiple speakers. Now, I haven't tried this for Google Music, or um, Amazon Music, um, or Spotify, I see absolutely no reason why this would work, because it would be exactly the same steps. If Spotify is your default, you'd play on one of the speakers. um, And then you would, in fact, I'm looking at the screen now, it says, play music, select, um, select a device, so you can actually probably start playing from there as well. So, um, definitely you can do it, it works really well, really seamlessly. three little steps, and hopefully that answers that question for you. Well, that's all I have on Q&A, and that will take us to the end of the show, Um, let's go back out of our screen sharing, and I suppose that's one thing left to do, and that's, uh, until next time, hopefully on Wednesday, until next...